welcome to episode 7 of Defense Against the Dark Arts. I'm Paul Mill. And uh, today we're going to be talking about... Um, the fuck are we talking about? Had some notes. Framing. <laughs> we're going to talk about framing. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about framing. Um... This is the purpose of all these videos is to help people with critical thinking. Now, we all can think better than we do now. Um, let me have a definition of uh, critical thinking. It's the unbiased analysis of facts to form a judgment. It is self-directed, self-disciplined, self-motivated, and self-corrective thinking. And that sounds pretty good. Um... I, I, I typed before about, um, I mentioned uh, appeal to intellect. This is sort of an aside. Um, appeal to intellect isn't really a logical fallacy in itself. It's a technique that people use when they appeal to your intellect. It's a, uh, it's an appeal to flattery. Oh, well, if, if you're, if you're enlightened, if you're among us, if you if you know, if you're smart enough, then you should know this, right? If you don't know this, then you're not smart enough, then you're not, right? So that's, uh, they're appealing to your, 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 uh, well, whatever, maybe I'll cut that part out. Okay. Um, yeah, so critical thinking is critical <laughs> and, uh, so this this whole series is about you know manipulation and, and and propaganda, public relations. Well, not really public relations, but public relations, I guess, is a modern take on propaganda. Even though propaganda is you know the propagation of information, and uh, the thing is that it's public relations and propaganda. I know people will argue about the definitions, and that's part of the problem. But it's uh, it's about changing attitudes. It's not about informing you. It's about changing how you think about something, you know, and that, that that's a, could be a positive thing or it could be a negative thing. If you're, if you're have wrong think, right? If you're, if you're doing something that's wrong, it's not now what's right or what's wrong, you know, well, beneficial. Is it beneficial to you? You know, maybe you're doing something that's detrimental. Maybe someone's trying to help you, right? So they might be using, you know, uh, manipulation to try to help you see, you know, what you're doing wrong, the error of your ways. But then that also could just be because they don't like what you're doing and they don't want you to do that. So they're going to try to, you know, maybe it's beneficial for them to stop you from doing that. Right. I don't know. could be, could be anything, but manipulation is not enlightenment, right? Manipulation generally is not for your benefit. It's generally not, you know, for your benefits, not to be enlightened. It's to be persuaded and to have your attitude changed on something, your, you know, beliefs, depending on the degree. So, uh, we can't rely on, uh, any type of, you know, public relations society of America, if there is one or, or the government, <laughs> like, you know, to, to help us address, you know, uh, or protect us from, you know, manipulative scum, right? That's, that's like, uh, getting, uh, the pedophiles to watch the orphanage, right? The government trying to protect you from manipulation, right? These guys are the worst anyway. So, so it's incumbent upon us 
to uh, try to better ourselves to think critically, uh, you know, to try to find the tactics and the techniques that these people use against us and, and watch out for them. You know, I mean, these are things that we also use against ourselves. You know, a lot of this is instinctive and we, we stumble across some of these things on our own without really thinking about it. We just, you know, start, you know, you watch two kids that try to manipulate each other, right? So anyway, so this this brings us to the the topic of the day, which is framing. Now, framing, you think, is framing good or bad? Like you always hear p- people talk about framing in the news and framing is, is uh, as implied as being evil. Well, framing is not evil. None of us are omniscient. You know, we don't know everything. Nobody out there knows everything. There's too much information to know. You know, look about this pen, you know. Who knows all about this pen? There might be somebody who knows about the pen. But generally speaking, you know, the whole story of, I don't know, don't forget about that. But we're not omniscient. We don't know everything. You know, uh, every story or even even everything you know about things is generally, uh, it's an executive summary. It's a, you know, it's, 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 put in a small context, it's, it's framed, it's in a little frame, right? So you get a little picture frame of a bit of information, right? Because we can't know everything. So we have to know little chunks. So you have to frame a story or frame something in a little frame of context for us to understand it, right? Or to be able to transmit that information to convey it, I guess. Um, so let's start with, uh, with examples. Um, I stole an article here. Well, I didn't steal the article. I read an article, but uh, it has some information. Um, so the general idea of this guy's article, I think it was a guy who wrote it. could be a woman. I think it was a guy. Um, is that energy has plateaued and it's not increased for a certain period. Yet uh, elect- more electronic gadgets have been sold now more than ever. Okay, so there's a bit of news. There's a bit of fact. Now, enter the framing of the narrative, right? So the, the, the story is... Electricity rate, not rates, electricity usage hasn't gone up. It's sort of flat, even though we're selling more electronic stuff. So that's, there's a fact. Now, how do they frame the story? Well, there's different ways they could frame the story. One way this this story could be framed is that it's a problem for the nation's utilities because they make money based on usage. Wow, look at this problem we have. We're selling all kinds of more junk but the, the energy usage isn't going up. So now how, how are, how are the, you know, the hydro companies going to make more money, right? <laughs> you know, that's could be framed that way. It could be uh, framed as um, how energy efficient our engineers are today. Our energy, our engineers are uh, engineering devices to be very energy efficient, which is, you know, generally a good thing, right? You don't have to, your battery life lasts longer. You don't have to recharge it as much. You know, it doesn't consume as much. It doesn't get as hot. It doesn't waste energy. The energy that it's using is useful. So you're not paying for energy that's just being used to heat up something, right? Unnecessarily, right? More radiates more, more light than heat, right? So, uh, you know, an inefficient thing, irradiates more heat than light, unless you want heat out of it, like a heater, electric heater. Well, then you want it to radiate heat. You don't care about, well, you don't want it to radiate light because that's a waste of energy. You want all the energy to be down in the infrared. Okay. Um, it could also be framed as hope for reduced greenhouse gas emissions in the future. You know, things are becoming more efficient, less energy use. It could also be framed as uh, hope for energy independence from foreign oil supplies. So it could be that same bit of story, and we see this all the time. We see it all the time when uh, the news or 
what used to be the news reframes stories. So they have a story. Now, of course, all stories have to be framed in a context. But what they do, it's called spin. Now, there's a difference between spin and framing. Spin is, uh, all stories are, are framed. They have to be. All documentaries, everything has to be framed, reduced to a bite-sized chunk that you can communicate with somebody else. But spin is, uh, what's the difference with spin? Spin is the intentional misdirection, the the amplification of things that are are beneficial, favorable to their campaign or the goal of the person giving you the the information, right? Uh, that's amplified. It's a positive ampl- amplification. They think of amplification. It could be attenuated or amplified negatively. Uh, anyways, so the 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 unfavorable facts are amplified negatively or attenuated, right? So or typically they're ignored, right? They don't talk about them at all, right? Uh, a good a good study if you want to see somebody doing this with a masterful skill is uh, to watch Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau when he's asked any question that uh, doesn't come from his lapdog lap dog subservient uh, PR uh, media hounds. Uh, if it comes from, you know, opposition or anybody like that, he will, he will amplify uh, a positive generality that has nothing to do with the question, and then he will not answer the question even if the question is a direct yes or no. So it's like, you know, uh, did you grab that reporter's butt? We have been doing everything uh, to help Canadians, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then actually when he got pinned down, his, his answer was people experience things differently. Now this is rich from the, you know, the guy who, you know, is the, the, the feminist <laughs> twat. What a dick. Anyway, so uh, yeah, he, he can grope. Uh, reporters' asses, and uh, they experience it differently. Anyways, but he's the master of not answering a question. He's the answer of spin. And, uh, well, spin can actually be trained. It's a bit of framing to spin it to something positive. So what he does is more of a non-answer than spin, but that's generally what spin does. Spin is amplifying the positive, you know, uh, traits to your story, to their story, to their, their goal, and ignoring the negative facts that are detrimental to their their story. So um, this video is about framing, and which is using using information, not avoiding it, not like not non-answering. So uh, yeah, so framing framing can imply a story uh, within a story. It, it, it can apply another story in in a and a target's mind, which may not be true. So they give you a f- sort of a, here's a fact, here's a little bit, but they'll amplify or exaggerate certain words or say things over and over and over again to make you imply, or they'll imply certain things. And then you'll use uh, the causation correlation fallacy and jump to a conclusion or an assumption that is wrong. You know, you, you, they'll, you'll assume that the A caused B, a good example is that you know the the famous one of the ice cream sales go up and kid drownings go up. Well, they both go up because summertime, right? 
ice cream sales go up and can more kids swim. But the news will report, you know, ice cream sales went up and more children drowned. Well, yeah, that's a fact. Ice cream sales did go up and more kids drowned, but one did not cause the other thing, right? But they'll do that, you know, it's so many different things. And people, especially if it's emotional, they'll try to bring up emotions and try to cloud your judgment. So you don't think about it, you know, being a, uh, a fallacy, a causation correlation fallacy, but framing is huge, right? It's, it's a very powerful tool. Um, these techniques can be used for, you know, good and evil. Like I made, uh, I've made a couple documentaries and, uh, you know, I, I had to cut out information cause I had to frame it to fit, you know, an hour and a half or whatever it was an hour, hour and a half. So a lot of really interesting stories that I couldn't include, which would have gave more context. But I mean, there's, there's a limit to how much you can put in. You can't, especially if it's over a time period, you know, when you do something on a, you know, a band, for example, you know, you can't give everything that happened to them. You can't give the full context. You can give sort of a, a rough idea. You can frame it and you can sort of give, you know, but it will not be, well, that's not exactly how it happened. Well, of course it's not exactly how it happened. In order for it to be, to you know exactly how it happened, you'd had to have been there. And even then your perspective experience is different than the person that was standing next to you, depending on your frame of mind, right? So everything, everything is framed, everything even, you know, but uh, it's easy for a manipulator to reframe a true story to uh, a message that is bogus or the opposite of what actually happened. So, but not all framing is negative, you know, in fact, you know, looking through, uh, you know, different perspectives at the same story is, uh, is critical to, uh, you know, a greater understanding of it. But, you know, uh, <laughs> we're talking about brainwashing and we're not talking about why well, that's actually, maybe we should talk about that too. You know, it's, it's beneficial for us to try to see stories from different perspectives, you know, but, uh. We're going to try to focus more on the manipulation side of things and how these tools are used to, you know, manipulate us. Um, changing your attitude, like changing your attitude can drastically change how you perceive, you know, uh, a story, right? Especially if it's an emotional, right? Um, so changing, uh, changing attributes of a, of, of a story, of a frame can actually reverse the meaning of it, right? You think, well, how can you reverse the meaning? How could you frame something the opposite? Well, you could try to reframe a problem, you know, the, the famous, you know, uh, was it Chinese, the symbol it's, uh, the, for problem is the same as opportunity or something like that. You know, that's using, you know, cliche, uh, you know, the office type, you know, stuff all the time. A problem is an opportunity, right? So that's reframing, right? It could be a weakness as a strength or a strength as a weakness, you know, uh, an impossibility as an impending event, you know, uh, oppression as safety, hate as justice, you know, your, your frame can be radically changed by your, your emotion, like hate, right. Or, or, you know, uh, happy, optimistic, right. Fear, aggression, you know, these, these, these are emotion is used to frame, uh, stories all the time. And, and that's the key tool for a manipulator is emotion. <laughs> like, uh, you think about how, um, say if somebody wants to bring about change, they could frame it, you know, you say, well, I don't want to change whatever they could say, well, let's look at it another way. Right. It's not so much about doing away with the old ways as, 
you know, building a new exciting future, right? So that's reframing change as, you know, not doing away with the old, right? We're bringing in a new exciting future, right? So they're framing, but who knows what that could be, right? It could be, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a new exciting, we're, we're, we're not firing you. Don't think of us as firing you. We're, we're uh, enabling you to embrace a new exciting future, right? <laughs> who knows? You know, it could be, it could be tied, you know, many different ways. Um, or a raise can be reframed as a way to keep talented people. You know, maybe a, a, a secretary will try to tell her, her, uh, her boss to give everybody a raise, you know, cause you know, if they want to keep the talented people, whatever, um, Reframing, reframing could also be uh, a, a symbolic gesture. Like a popular kid uh, at a lunch table in a cafeteria could sit with a loser, and that would reframe the loser as not being as much of a loser. <laughs> or it might reframe the the cool kid as being a loser. You know, it depends on how how much of a loser that kid really is. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's you know, gestures could be used as reframing. You know. Um, Manipulators would do this uh, in a way to confuse the truth in order to, to push a false narrative, you know, while not causing dissonance in your mind, right? But they'll distort your reality, right? If they cause dissonance, dissonance if, you know, the two different things, then you, you're going to notice, you're going to be like, whoa, what's up here? Something's wrong. But if they're saying what you want to hear, then you might ignore facts and evidence contrary to what you want to believe, right? So there's no dissonance in your mind. So they're going to push this false narrative and you're going to want to believe that false narrative because you're an idiot, right? So uh, like a salesman might turn your objection uh, buying, you know, like I can't afford it. You know, they might spin that to you can't afford not to buy it. You know, all that scammy business crap, right? Salesman shit, right? Um, leaders might try to take a scary moment and turn it into an exciting moment, right? We're at a threshold moment, you know, where right, we have the courage to step through. You listen to all the thing is the more these guys try to talk like that, the less believable it is, right? Um, some, you know, may reframe your words, you know, face to face, you know, they'll, they'll respond to the emotion of what you're saying or how you're saying it, not actually the words, you know, this is, this is a, it's, it's tricky, but it's a powerful tool. If they, if they connect with you in an emotional level, they don't even know, you know, obviously they're not going to agree with what you're saying. They don't care, right? They're just trying to connect at that same emotion that what you're, what you're saying to try to, you know, uh, make you believe that you share values, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah. So somebody might try to reframe, uh, what you say, your words face to face and, uh, you know, to, to try to reformulate what you said to be closer to what they want you to have said. And, you know, uh, you know, a common expression you hear when they're doing this is, so what you're saying is right. So they're reframing what you're saying to their framing, right. Could be, they could spin what you're saying to something that's negative. You know, that's, that's a common one. There was a study in 2005 by Bizzer and Petty. And they found that uh, people who framed their political view in in, uh, in positive support of a candidate were more persuasive than those who viewed uh, their position in opposition of the candidate. So the the idea was that positive campaigns are more persuasive than smear campaigns. But you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't know that watching 
seeing what's going on, you know, whenever there's an election, it's the smear campaigns are flying like crazy. And you always hear these people say, well, smear campaigns are effective. They're more, well, not according to that study. 2005 Bizer, B-I-Z-E-R, and Petty. Uh, maybe they're losers. I don't know. So uh, manipulation, getting back to emotion, manipulation is heavily connected with emotion. You know, uh, changing your emotion will change your frame of mind. And, and, and frame of mind is critical for us to, you know, catch the meaning of certain things. If you're in the wrong frame of mind, you could easily miss important details, you know, uh, or you might create different meanings from a situation. You know, uh, you might, like if, if, if one player on a team, you know, does something dirty, right? Another player who didn't do anything dirty on that team walks up to you, you know, it's like, it was about to say, you know, like good game or whatever. You might be all like ready to punch the guy in the face because he's on that team. And he, you're just assuming that guy because your emotional state, your frame of mind is that they're the enemy, right? Because that guy, one guy did something dirty. So now the other guy on the other team's coming over, you know, he didn't even know the other guy did something dirty, right? So you, you might misread the situation, right? Yeah. So you can get different meanings from different situations. Like it reminds me of after my dad died, my mom went on a, a Hawaiian cruise and, uh, you know, so I asked her how it went, right? And, and she didn't like it. She said it was just a bunch of old coots and tourist traps, right? And so in a different mind, she could have had a, a very enjoyable trip, right? You know, reading a book on a lounger, watching the sunrise and the sunsets, drinking her, you know, you know, drinks and stuff. But her frame, her, her frame of mind wasn't in the right place for that to happen. Yeah, so beyond, beyond personal frames, you know, there's ideologies, which is like a group frame, right? Um, political and academic you know, they're, they're frames for created meaning. They're larger frames, larger context, like for, 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 you know, uh, for, for created meaning, you know, even, um, in the hard sciences, they use models, you know, as frames for, for understanding. And, you know, those guys are supposed to know that those are just frames. They're tentative models and they're subject to change. That's the whole point of science. It's not supposed to be dogma. It's supposed to be as we believe up to this point, which is always open to change, which is always, there's no invariance or, 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 or absolutes. You know, we, we can, we can change it. Everything's changeable in science, right? It's, if there's evidence to prove something wrong, even though up to this point, everything seemed to prove it right, you know, we're willing to change, right? But there's, you know, there's tenure douchebags, you know, that lose track of that and seem to focus on, you know, meaningless awards for the pathetic egos instead of, you know, real science. And these scumbags should be, you know, canned, right? But they're tenured, so they're not going to be fired and they're going to continue being douchebags and, you know, pushing dogma and not really, you know, arguing or, or actually arguing against, you know, new insight, new information. They want to keep everything the same, right? Because they don't have to change or challenge or do anything, which is the whole point of being tenured. You're supposed to be able to, you know, you're tenured so you can explore and do crazy things and try to come up with new science. But the opposite seems to be happening with these these idiots. But you take, for example, gravity. You know, I talked about this before, but uh, we've known that gravity is not a force. There's no force of gravity. We've known this for over 100 years with Einstein, but it's, it's, it's a warping of space-time. But it's still framed as a force, you know, in school, why? Well, because they assume that, you know, most people don't need to know or don't care that it's not a force. It's just good enough. Tell them it's a force. Don't explain, you know, warp space time, even though we've known it's warp space time for over a hundred years. Right. So, uh, yeah. So that's, it's, it's a model. It's a theory. It's not a theory. It's a model. It's a frame, uh, for, for understanding. 
and it's not accurate, but it's good enough, you know, to push the kids through. So, uh, cultures share frames to interpret the world. Um, one may not be more accurate than the other. It's just like the Hawaiian cruise, you know, with my mom, you know, she was accurate about the old coots, right. Uh, you know, in the tourist traps, but, uh, you know, she could have framed it that it was, you know, uh, fresh air, you know, margaritas, you know, on the deck of the boat and, you know, you know, she would have had an enjoyable time if she would have framed it that way, but she didn't. So, you know, one's not right. One's not wrong. She wasn't wrong to frame it that way, but what was more beneficial to her, right? To interpret it positive or interpret it negative, right? So some interpretations are wrong though, but just because it's a, a culture, religion, or postmodern ideology doesn't mean that we should pretend that it's right. And, uh, this is, this is what's going on today as well. Uh, we have to pretend that these frames are just as valid. And that's like, was the conflict resolution. Um, manipulators will also do this, but uh, the thing with conflict resolution, they use the, the techniques, you know, first you got to get both parties to understand that their frame of reference is just a frame. Uh, you know, you get both people to, to uh, agree that there are different frames, you know, which may be valid and, uh, convince them that no person has the right frame. Uh, which is not true. And uh, so they'll get you to accept that the other person's frame is valid and then explore similarities and, and differences and try to find a compromise, which reminds me of, of a joke, uh, a conflict resolution joke. You know, uh, there's the, the Palestinians who want all Jews dead. And then there's the Jews who don't want to die. And then the U.S. Uh, conflict resolution team uh, meets with them and says, okay, to the Jews, why don't you meet the Palestinians halfway? Badumts. <laughs> so, yeah, on that note, I think we're, we're done. <laughs> we're done for today. So this is, uh, that was episode seven. We're going to be doing uh, episode uh, eight coming soon. Mm-hmm.